0: raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Well, midnight gangs
0: WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. I don't know, Casey, if you've been paying attention. Property taxes are kind of a big deal right now. (laughs) Yes, a lot of people are getting their bills in the mail and a lot of people are shocked at how high they are. And that is so weird, as we've said many times, because the Republicans profess to be the party of, well, low taxes. Mm -hmm. And yet it seems in many cases, property taxes being one of them, the taxes keep going up, 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 up. Mm -hmm. We've been having this conversation for a year. Yeah. Isn't that wild? to think we've been talking about this for an entire year and the Republicans won't do anything. Yeah. But you know who will? You know who is willing to talk about this? And this is so great, the Democrats. Yes. We had uh, Cherish Pryor on, Representative Cherish Pryor, uh, two weeks ago, and now we are joined by Representative Ed Delaney. He represents part of Indianapolis, and he had uh, a big press availability, big press conference the other day talking about property taxes. Ed, how's it going?
1: I think it's going fine. It's always good to talk about something the public's interested in.
0: Yeah, so let's let's talk about this. So tell us first of all, you got a big event down at the, the state house the other day, kind of trying to inform people about what are what's going on with property taxes. Tell us about it.
1: Well the issue is simple. People are aware now of property taxes because they're getting the bills, whether electronically or in paper, they're getting the bills and they have to either pay in 30 days or they have to start increasing their escrow if they have a mortgage. So people are very sensitive. I thought we ought to address the issue. I don't think the majority party is interested in talking about it in depth because it require required some real changes in their attitude uh, to reduce the property tax pressure on our people and on our local governments. They're, they're, They're cramped by it. They're not happy with it. Uh, Of course, they want more, and the people want to pay less. Uh, To me, that's a very interesting political conversation.
0: Why are the Republicans – this is what Casey and I talk about all the time. Why are the Republicans – because not only do they not address it, they say mean things about me and Casey for having the audacity – I guess it would be Casey (laughs) and me. You want to use correct grammar? It's mostly you. Uh, Well, (laughs) uh, yeah, Casey's the nice one here, Ed, if you haven't caught on. Uh, But they they, they are very angry that it's even being talked about, and they're the party that's supposed to be about low taxes. You're in the Statehouse every day.
1: Why are they so – to talk about property taxes. They're not the party of low taxes. They're the party that gets credit Ah, for lowering ah, taxes. It's a branding issue. That's a big distinction. And they've played, I've been there 15 years, God forbid, (laughs) and the game they play is a tiny cut in personal income taxes, bellyhoo that, make a lot of noise about it, and say we're the anti tax party. Meanwhile, the property tax problem creeps up, creeps up, creeps up. The the way I like to compare it, the other party that puts a dollar in my left pocket while taking a 10 spot out of my right
0: pocket. Oh, Ed, that's so good because we talked about this even years ago when they did the the property tax caps. Yeah, okay, they capped the property tax, but they raised the sales tax. I think that's the best description that they're always raising other taxes even when they're supposedly cutting other taxes.
1: So some of them are very impactful. The, the property tax, if I'm a person who saved $50 or $100 over the last few years on our slightly lower state income tax, but I didn't get a bill for $500 extra on my property tax, the average Joe was smart enough to figure out that this didn't work out for them. Okay. But meanwhile, there we've had years of propaganda about tax cutting. The only people who really got a big tax cut were the corporates who went yeah. from roughly 75 or 8% income tax down to 48 or something like that. So they got a real tax cut. The other ones, if you had a family with wealth and the inheritance tax was limited, you made out on that. Uh, but for the average uh, Joe or Jane, Uh, what we've done is very moderate. And meanwhile, government has grown, for good or for ill. I can make both sides of that argument. I'm a politician. (laughs) (laughs) I want want government to grow where it's useful. I want to find savings where it's possible. Our current structure does not allow us to focus on savings uh, at all. Uh, even though that's talked about.
0: Uh, Ed Delaney is our guest, State Representative Ed Delaney, Democrat, represents part of Indianapolis. We're talking about property taxes. So Casey and I maintain that it's the property tax system. You can't really reform it under the current system because you're you're taxing people based on what someone else does. And it's the only... Part of uh, taxation where we do that. Some other guy sells his house. I've been in the same house for 35 years. I don't monetize something, I get taxed. Is that a fair assessment that you can't really fix? We got to kind of change the whole system.
1: You're on to a critical point. Uh, I'm sitting in my house. The neighborhood goes up. I haven't done anything. I've aged. My income has dropped because I'm in retirement. And all of a sudden, I'm told that my house is worth twice as much, so I have to pay a lot more in property taxes. So people are sitting there, and it's happening on the income side, theoretically, income tax side. I can work a few more hours, or I can delay my retirement. I can do things to adjust with it. Uh, It's very hard to adjust to the fact that the house value went up. Of course, we're all cynical. We all want our house to be very highly valued on the day we sell it. But until that day, Mm -hmm. we we don't want to hear about it.
0: Uh, You know, people like, um, and and you've seen this predominantly from maybe more libertarian camps, and O'Donnell Rainwater has said, hey, why don't we do it at a point of sale? That way you're not paying the increase until you actually monetize the thing like a stock would. What do you want to see done with property taxes?
1: Well, that's a radical idea you're talking about. And I mean radical in the sense that it's a core idea. It's done in some states that you really don't get hit with the increase until you sell. That would be a very dramatic change here. I can't even begin to conceive of the ramifications of that. What I want to do is to take the pressure – off the property tax by increasing state support for schools remember the deal was when we did all the so-called property tax reform the deal was the state would take a much bigger role in paying for schools and in return we'd cap property taxes at one percent of your gross value and so on that was the deal but it hasn't worked out at this point
0: real quick yeah let me remind everybody so when they capped the property taxes they raised the sales tax and that was supposed to go to teachers right
1: It was supposed to go heavily to support education, and it did, but it went to many, many other purposes too, okay? so, But, yeah, that was part of it. But we didn't go far enough, and meanwhile, the world changes. House prices go up. uh, Property taxes go up. And we haven't figured out how to get the balance right. So, meanwhile, all the other local units are competing for the money. You look at the streets in my city. I love my city, but I hate my streets. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is the money has to, the property tax money has to go to police, it has to go to fire, it has to go to libraries, it has to go to maintaining the local government, the courts, it goes on and on. And to the extent the money goes to schools, it can't go to those other purposes. So, my idea is, and at least for the next cycle of property tax change. We reduce the reliance on property tax for our schools and doing two things as a result, freeing up a little more money for the other units of government like cities, towns, police, fire, and reducing the property taxes. You got to probably do both. The public won't be happy if we just shift where the money goes. If their property tax stays the same and we just move it to a different governmental pocket, I don't think I would be satisfying my voters. So I think you got to try to do two things.
0: So you're talking about just reallocating where the funds go.
1: Reallocating while lowering. If you just reallocate, the public won't, won't understand what benefit they've had. It, it, there's no point in providing something for the public where either there isn't a benefit or the benefit isn't seen. Okay. So I think we need to give them a benefit. So I do think we need to reduce uh, the property tax. we got to find a way to do that. It's incredible. Incredibly complex when we have literally thousands of units of government in this state. I mean, everybody thinks Indiana is this conservative state, but you know we have a thousand townships. Just take them. Yeah. hundred and fifteen or twenty cities, <laughs> uh, ninety-two counties. Nobody would have designed this system. Yeah. Each of which has somebody trying to get their nose in the trough, mm-hmm. and trying to keep their money.
0: Yeah. That's, Ed Delaney our guest, state representative of Indianapolis. He's a Democrat. We're talking about property tax property tax reform. Um, so any chance you can get traction on this because the Republicans and they've got this Thompson plan, which is a total joke. It doesn't fix anything. It might give you a hundred or a couple hundred dollars one time, which doesn't for many people even begin to offset the increases they've seen any chance you can get any traction on even having this conversation, cherish prior had some interesting ideas. I mean, the whole system stinks and it's like the Republicans don't even want to admit. Yeah, we've got a highly flawed system.
1: There's two components. Cherish Pryor's view, and I share it, is that we need to look at the people who are most victimized by the property tax system and help them. The limit in that is that it basically maintains the system while putting a Band-Aid, a well-needed and well-deserved Band-Aid, on some people. That's the problem. You, you, I think you have to go broader. Now, by the way, buried in uh, Representative Thompson's uh, tax proposal is a radical idea that has not been noticed, or if it's been noticed, it's being ignored. Uh, He says we should support uh, local property taxes in school districts that don't generate much property tax revenue. So Wayne Township on the west side of this place, of this county, uh, has a lot of students and very low property values. So the state would send tax money, state tax money, sales and income money, in to supplement it. The core of that idea is that the state starts putting more cash into the schools. That would lower the pressure on property taxes. I don't think his proposal goes to the next step, which is to say, let's lower the property taxes overall. But you have no idea what's going on in the statehouse. Oh, all, no, we... <laughs> all those governments that I talked about, all those governments that I talked about, they're asking me for more money. And sometimes with good reason. Take a good example. In the rural areas, we're losing volunteer firefighters. Society has changed. Those areas are often growing, and sometimes they're shrinking. But either way, volunteering is not working like it used to. So they need money for that. Where is it coming from?
0: Ed, before we let you go, because I I want to talk about this, and Casey and I have talked about this quite a bit, the Republicans need to start losing elections in this state. The only way we're going to fix this and get these guys to the table to start working for people is that they start fearing the people again, and they don't. You worked under Evan Bay. You worked at a time where Democrats were very successful in this state. What has happened to the Democrat Party? Why do people keep so blindly voting Republican? And how do we make the Democrats competitive again?
1: Well, I think two things happened. First, the one that's Really, the most difficult to deal with is gerrymandering. I mean, the computers got better, and the Republicans are willing to pay for the computers and figure out how to line up the districts. So they have, oh, on a good day, 56 or 57% of the vote. They get 70% of the seats. I don't know how I fix that. The U.S. Supreme Court walked away from it. uh, So I don't know how I can fix that. The second thing is we, we need to assert our role as the honest opposition. And on this one, I think we've got one that we can talk about, property tax. I think we're with the people on the property taxes. I think we are always much more conservative. Indiana Democrats are much more conservative than the national image, and that's a big part Mm -hmm. of our problem. We get tired with everything. I don't know who the hell AOC is. (laughs) But I am responsible for every thought she had, plus thoughts that are put into her head. Mm-hmm. Okay. You feel
0: like you're getting thrown in some of the social issues, and that's a detriment to absolutely the, the social Democrats. issues have
1: always been our problem, uh, going back along. Abortion was the, and gun rights, but the gun rights used to be that we weren't quite as nice to the hunters. You know, and we had a problem with that. But now we're, we're not nice at all to the people who have the AR-15s. We're just not. And we get punished. But that's their problem. That's the hardcore of their party. They're suffering from the hardcore of their party. Our job is to point out what the consequences of that suffering is. And we see it: the attack on the schools, the attack on the libraries. Our biggest problem, the one thing I would beg my Republicans to do, my Republican friends, would you please just openly say you hate public schools? Could you just say it? They don't ever say that. They're very smart. They talk about choice. They talk about how these vouchers are great. They talk about charters. They never openly say what they're doing, which is taking money away from public education, taking attention away, accusing them all of being perverts who want to put bad books in the library. They do all that, but they never pay the price for their underlying Theory, which is they don't like public schools so it's a debate issue and
0: we've had more fun with you in the past 13 minutes than we've had with the republican party (laughs) the entire basically the entire six years have been on this radio station so and this is what casey and i always say right we're gonna have areas where we disagree but you're here Mm -hmm. answering the questions they will not come on this radio show and by and large they won't answer The questions, most of them. This is a
1: sad sad point for me. It's terrible. Hey, we appreciate you being here. They don't debate us in the House. You should see someday. They they put up one person to say, Good bill, pass it.
0: Ed, we'd love to have you back. Let's talk about some more of this, and we appreciate you being here today. Hey,
1: thanks for having me. Enjoyed it very much, and I think uh, Casey was more reasonable. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I'm the nice one. Casey, take us to break. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.